0: Welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Kara. Kara's not Ashley.
1: That's right. I am not Ashley.
0: Kara is our honorary guest uh, co host today. Woohoo! Because Ashley is out of town for a little family emergency, but everything's okay. But Kara is stepping in. She's not taking over, but. She's helping us out.
1: No, I'll try to be as Ashley as I can be, but no one can be Ashley. How about a little about you? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I'm an editor. Spoiler alert, shocker, (laughs) I know. And I live in Los Angeles, and I went to school with you a long time ago. Wow, I think that's all the prerequisites (laughs) of being a host on this
0: show. Check. (laughs) Amazing. Well, this show is about watching romantic comedies.
1: Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, I've listened to a couple episodes. Oh, yeah? So I prepared myself. Apparently, I'm supposed to go on a political rant about (laughs) class.
0: (laughs) You are the Ashley. (laughs) Oh, I miss Ashley. Oh, Ashley will be back soon. So what is it that we're going to be watching today? Oh,
1: right. That's my part. Um, Today we are watching 1998's Show Me Love. Uh, It's a Swedish film and the original title is fucking a mall. (laughs) And so I was supposed to be saying all these Swedish names. So please bear with me. But I did go to Ikea yesterday. Yes. So that may help, but they sound like tables and chairs and things. You're totes prepared. Yeah, I'm totally ready. I, was, I did a lot of research, guys. I'm very prepared. Hire me. <laughs> DVD.com describes this film as Alin, played by Alexandra Dahlstrom and Agnes. That one's kind of American. Played by Rebecca Ligelberg. I think I bought that table. <laughs> are social opposites. While Lynn is gorgeous, lively and wildly popular at school, Agnes is sullen, lonely and rejected as a nerdy lesbian. But when Agnes develops a crush on Lynn, the exploration of love between them alleviates Lynn's perpetual boredom. This Swedish award winner reflects the joy and pain of relationships, the insecurity of youth and the courage it takes to be different. Oh, yeah, that's so heartwarming. <laughs> it is starring Alexandra Dahlstrom, Rebecca Ligelberg, Erica Carlson. Hey, that one's American. <laughs> the director is Lucas Moodyson. The editors, oh boy, this one's gonna be a hard one. Um, is Mikael Lajchkowski and Bernhard Winkler? Yay! Yay! Uh, the first assistant editor, well, first listed is Mia Erickson. The second assistant editor on Avid. Oh, right, because this was right when they were doing both film and Avid. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. Oh, welcome 90s. to ninety eight. Ninety eight, <laughs> so great. Andreas Johnson, and then they had another Avid assistant editor named Lena Trager. I, I'm sorry, Lena. If you're listening, that is a lot of. That's a lot of umlauts. Yeah, <laughs> this film is not rated. The language is Swedish. It's an hour and twenty nine minutes. It's rated three stars. And Yay! That's what it said. I got through it. Yeah, you did it. Yay.
0: Well, this is our first uh, like centerpiece queer film that we've ever watched on this whole podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, we've had. A couple films, especially since the clock turned over into the 90s, featuring some queer characters, some GBFs. Yeah. Like um, Chasing Amy. Okay. Four Weddings and a Funeral.
1: I forgot that movie existed, actually, guys. I'm sorry.
0: No. Don't worry about <laughs> it. And as far as I know, since I've mostly worked in queer cinema in chicago like wait what
1: (laughs) spoiler alert i totally did not know that about you oh wait i did guys yeah Yeah. i'm very sarcastic
0: (laughs) um i know this film has been pretty influential on the the scene and the genre and i've heard a lot about it you know from people i've worked with so i've been excited to watch it i'm excited cool how do you feel
1: Um, I'm definitely probably going to make at least one tattoo joke, (laughs) maybe more, because just based on the description,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, I'm always interested to see different kinds of cinema, and I've always been fascinated with how queer based cinema has evolved growing up in the 90s and kind of seeing that progression Mm -hmm. and normalization. Yeah. And so I am very interested in it as well. Yeah. But I'm not gonna not make a tattoo joke because honestly guys, <laughs> did you hear that description? It's tattoo. They're running around the subway train singing their song.
0: <laughs> Alright, well this sounds good. You ready to watch? Let's do it!
1: Yay! Yay! I show me love.
0: Thought you forgot about that song hey
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can see my awesome dancing because this isn't video but it was awesome trust me
0: oh yeah there was lots of dancing there was that song there were other songs yeah the music was pretty good the music was so good in this movie
1: although they blew their entire budget on that foreigner song and that robin song
0: yeah worth it totally worth it 90s angsty, that's the movie.
1: That is the movie. It was it was very angsty. It was like, I have feelings. So many feelings. I don't know what to do with my feelings. So many
0: feels. Let's
1: blow things up. That escalated quickly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was like 13, but with less of a plot. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> it was just very like, I want to do something. Okay, let's do something. Well, I don't want to go there. Okay, well, then we could set the house on fire. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? I mean, I get it. You want to be hard and cool and stuff, but like, you want to set your friend's house on fire because they didn't invite your other sort of not really friend yet yeah. to a party? Yeah. It's It's
0: one of those... Where we're like, we we were totally like that when we were younger. And now we watch a movie, we're like, the the parents are amazing. Like, we sympathize <laughs> with the parents now. We're like, her oh, dad was awesome. Yeah. And her
1: mom was woke as fuck. Yeah. You want to talk about that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Agnes's mom, right? Yeah. Okay. So, first of all, Elin's mom is, like, very overburdened as a parent and, like, has two scenes and gets upset because her one daughter threw chocolate milk in the hair of the other daughter. So, while on the outside she has like the perfect life because she's like super cool and popular, inside it's not so great, and that's why she wants to set things on fire, I think. Yeah. To be edgy and cool and like have people see her as a cool, edgy person. But she doesn't actually set anything on fire, which was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. I was sorry. I was actually going to go talk about um Agnes's mom, but I wanted to like reference yeah, Elin's mom first because I feel bad for her because she has these two teenage daughters and she's like clearly struggling. Yeah. And she doesn't really know how to deal with them so they just kind of go off and do whatever. And she's like, I just want to be a good parent but I also, your dad left us and we don't know where he is and I don't have a mirror in my house. No mirrors. <laughs> Which leads me to my first tattoo joke and I'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like pretty far into the movie, Agnes has a little brother who we see in like the beginning and he's asking his mom and remember this is nineteen ninety eight folks. Mm-hmm. So I mean there was like P flag and things like that, but like it it wasn't as today where people are a little bit more overall open and accepting. Yeah. I would say and a little more understanding. So this like seven year old kid asks his mom, What's a lesbian? And she very succinctly explains to him, it's when a woman likes another woman. Yeah. Instead of, like, mom and dad or a man and a woman, it would be two women. And then he asks, oh, well, do do you have to go to a hospital if you're a lesbian? And she says, no, there's nothing wrong with it.
0: (laughs) And you're like,
1: wow, like, Like you're woke. And then she then she finds out that someone is calling her daughter a lesbian, and she gets a little concerned. I think her concern was more so, like, how her daughter's going to be perceived at school and maybe this is why she doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Because then she goes and looks on her computer and finds her secret diary about her feelings for Alin, and I think she also finds out, kind of like, how Alin's not being cool towards her now. Yeah. And kind of playing with her emotions a little bit and I think that's where her concern was and that's what she wanted to talk with Agnes about but Agnes in typical teenager fashion was very mad that her mom read her diary. Yeah. And wouldn't listen to her mom but I feel like her mom character was really well developed and really like woke for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to quote what the cool kids are saying these days. <laughs> she was really woke and she was really for her time and for that period a very progressive character. Yeah. Definitely, But, uh, so the mirrors. I'm really obsessed with the elevator mirror. <laughs> so apparently, Alin, earlier before the movie, broke the one mirror they had in their little two-bedroom apartment. And so there's a mirror in the elevator, and her sister and Jessica. Who is a bitch? Yep. <laughs> Jessica sucks. <laughs> BT dubs. Um... She just basically wants whatever Alin has. Yeah. Because her popularity is contingent on Alin's popularity. But so they're apparently getting ready to go out to a series of parties that night in the town. And they're in the elevator and they keep like... First of all, we didn't realize they were in the elevator at first. We just wondered why they kept hitting yeah, this door. Yeah, I thought door. it was a closet. I thought it was a bathroom and we just didn't see like the toilet because there's a close-up shot. Yeah. There's a lot of weird close-ups in this that... Then you get to wide shots and you're like, what the fuck? I mean,
0: that's how you can tell it's an indie film if there's a lot of close ups because you don't have the budget to light the whole area.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but like, then when they do these weird, like, late establishing shots, like in the park. Yeah. I I liked that. I liked it too, but I was like, holy fuck, I thought they were across from each other. They're like sitting next to each other 20 feet away on two different benches. Yeah. And I was like, what? But anyway, so they're in the elevator and they keep trying to keep the elevator from opening and elin takes off her pants at the beginning of it so she's wearing like a white spaghetti strap shirt and underwear and they forget to hit the door to keep the elevator from going and Jessica, bitch that she is <laughs> didn't bring her skirt Alyn's skirt and why elin can't just put her pants back on nope. i don't know but their mo- the elevator comes down to the ground floor and it's elin in her tattoo outfit <laughs> <laughs> tattoo joke one everyone tattoo joke one um <laughs> And she's in her spaghetti-strap tank top in her underwear, mm-hmm. and now her mom won't let her go out to the parties because she was standing in the elevator in her underwear. Which, at 14, I think is, like, appropriate to say, you're in trouble now. Yeah. And yeah. then she's like, well, we don't have a mirror. And her mom's like, well, you broke the mirror. Do you think money grows on trees? That's a good That's
0: a good establishing the whole uh, family parenting yeah. that was happening in the
1: movie. It was some interesting family parenting. I like the light jazz turtleneck scene, particularly yeah. <laughs> for the father. Like, I just want you to be happy and I'm so worried about your daughter and it'll be okay someday. He's basically giving an It Gets Better speech and she's yeah. like, 25 years from now doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, Poor little
0: 16 year olds. So emo. Yeah, I know. Could just relate to all
1: of it. I know. I, feel like <laughs> I had a lot of feelings. Yeah. What do you think the theme of this movie is? Wow, I'm getting all the hard questions today. I'm going to start asking you some hard questions. That's fine. I think the theme of the movie is, it's a basic coming-of-age story. Mm -hmm. It's about becoming who you are and finding your own voice. Yeah. I think that's the theme. I don't know. What do you think the theme of the movie is? I'd agree with
0: that. I think it it is about finding yourself it's about forging your own path regardless of your shitty friends and your not so great upbringing okay (laughs) because i think unfortunately i wish the movie was more about agnes but it was ellen's ellen ellen
1: i don't know it's ellen or olin i'm going with olin because it sounds foreign (laughs) yeah ellen's movie
0: with her her more of her struggles
1: I agree with that. I
0: wish it was more Agnes's movie.
1: Yeah, it was, the description was kind of billed to be more Agnes, mm-hmm. and then the actual movie was more about Olin. Do you want to talk about Olin's other romantic relationships? With Johan? Mumble Mouth? <laughs> Mumble
0: Mouth. Perfect <laughs> 90s guy. Well, not perfect, but just the he, 90s guy that you were stuck with in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> with his polo shirt and his Nike hat and his double hoops. Yep yeah oh man i just want to like bring out my um just my my pictures from sixth grade and whatnot now because i'm just like i they have yearbook pictures in the movie and i just like i went to school with these people they look exactly because we were roughly around the same age as these people when this movie came out so like a lot of it was just like a little scrapbook of of our lives too
1: oh the, the spaghetti straps that we weren't allowed to wear yeah well there's that we're
0: like we can see like all of your bra girl (laughs) you are 14 and in school what well i think it was a different time then it's a different
1: country a different country that's true they did not have the you have to have a t-shirt under your yeah spaghetti shops
0: with the like nick carter hair ah but mumble mouth what a jerk (laughs) <laughs> not
1: a biggest jerk as marcus
0: not a biggest jerk as Marcus, but he was friends with marcus so it was like marcus's jerk douchebaggery rubbed off on him because Mumblemouth mouth johan didn't he didn't have his sense of self so he just did whatever his friends did except he had a
1: cool dirt bike or whatever it was a moped a moped sorry he wrote a moped but yeah, I did not like Mumblemouth mouth because... <laughs> you didn't like him from the beginning. Because he mumbled. <laughs> he literally... I don't speak Swedish. hmm But you can tell that he's like mumble mouth. His mouth yeah. doesn't fully open and instead of like looking off like not you don't look in the camera directly ever but he's like literally trying to avoid the camera like if the camera was right in front of his face you can't see my hand motions I keep forgetting that <laughs> um I talk with my hands a lot
0: well he was just like cast he looked down a lot and he looked down into in a way. Self a lot yeah I mean he, but that's the character
1: yeah but there's ways that you as an actor you cheat that so you give that impression but you open your mouth and you use diction he was a mumble mouth the entire time. Oh, I think that was the
0: character. I'm not saying he's a genius actor who came up with that. I think they cast I know, the but teenagers a- to be more like the teenagers they wanted on screen.
1: Yeah, I just felt like he was an annoying, that affect annoyed me. Okay. I I felt like he can be soft-spoken without being like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Marcus has a mobile phone, though.
0: Yeah, and it's nice and small and thin. Yeah. It's and the smallest and the thinnest.
1: I didn't see the two guys in the kitchen talking about with their. they're saying. Oh, but see, mine's smaller and thinner. <laughs> and I didn't see the phones in their hand. We're like, not thought, to
0: brag, fellas.
1: <laughs> and I was like, wow, in Sweden they brag about other things than I thought they did. These are not American teenage boys. <laughs> but they were apparently talking about cell phones. Yep. And as we know, Marcus is an accomplished lover. <laughs> Five seconds, <laughs> but he's getting better. He's getting Thanks, better. Thanks, Jessica. <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. Who also randomly has childhood photos of Marcus while she's talking about. She's this like at the hockey obsessed rink. with him. Yet
0: she hates him. I think that's her high school relationship with him. Was that like? We need to be in this relationship, even though you're, like, the worst person.
1: He literally was the worst. He was not the futurist female.
0: No. Do you think there was too much angst in this movie? Ah. This movie was, like, 40%
1: angst. Oh, I was going to say it was, like, 60% angst. 60% angst. I don't know, though, because it's a teenage love... Quad... Polyhedral? (laughs) It's a... Teenage polyhedro because I'm pretty sure Johan and Jessica hooked up at the yeah. end. I would say it 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 had just enough angst, because it was like nostalgic angst. I think had I watched it as a teenager, I would have been like right on the money with the yanks. I would have been like, yes, so yank angsty. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like how I feel. Like now as an adult, I'm just like, oh, that's quaint yanks. <laughs> I want to set things on fire too. <laughs> Seriously, I think she wanted to set things on fire or break things like 90% of the movie. And then she did break something.
0: She didn't mean to.
1: Yeah. And then she was really scared about how she broke it because she was like, I I broke your window, but I didn't mean to. It wasn't mean. It was out of love. Which...
0: Ellen Ellen was all talk with her angst.
1: Yeah, she was not about the action.
0: Agnes was all about the action.
1: What did you think about Agnes' uh, attempted suicide?
0: I was going to say, okay, I think it's funny just because it's just like um, Empire Records. It is. Which we haven't watched on this podcast yet, but um, Kara and I are huge fans of. So just, like, putting on your mood music and taking, like, the, the safety
1: plastic razors. <laughs> I like that her dad interrupts her after she gets the razors with yeah. a cup of tea. Her dad's the best human. <laughs> I know. I want him to be all our dads. Yeah. So,
0: you know, she tried. She wasn't going to get far, which, you know, we-, we weren't feeling, like, too threatened by it.
1: Yeah i agree with that
0: because her attempt was you know not not fully thought out
1: it was very empire records-esque i also like that like it was just not a thing after yeah. she like wrapped her wrist
0: well i just thought like since they did like the one suicide attempt scene i was convinced other people were also going to commit suicide in the movie yeah, like eyebrows girl <laughs> eyebrows girl johan like everybody the suicide rate just went up
1: yeah i did have a couple times where i was concerned that like some people were just gonna go home and slit their wrists yeah
0: that's how much angst there was in the
1: movie yeah there was a lot of stakes and no adults around at that school no adults i hate what i hate that in movies when there are literally no adults at the school yeah and you're just like why
0: i'm not sure about the future of the two characters i'm not sure exactly ellen's sexual orientation i'm sure she's not sure either but i think it's nice that she found someone that isn't really shitty and just kind of makes her feel good about herself
1: yeah i definitely think regardless of like we said it's a spectrum i'm not sure about ellen's orientation and I also agree I don't think she is either but I'm glad that she and Agnes have found each other in this moment because Mm -hmm. I feel like they're both gonna be very good for each other I think Agnes is gonna be nice to Ellen and she doesn't really have a lot of that yeah and I think Ellen is gonna help Agnes stick up for herself a little bit more because she kind of you know recedes into the background and she's been you know she's moved a lot we learn um, She doesn't have really friends. She has one shitty friend. Well, in the beginning, we felt bad for her. But then she kind of started being shitty. Yeah. And we were like, I mean, I get it. You guys had a fight. But like, why are you being like, I? why are you being such a bitch? Just because you want other people to like you. Yeah. Like, that's not, not how not you cool. get the likes. Yeah. And obviously nobody likes you at all. Yeah. I'm not sure about the long term. Relationship status of any of the characters. It's
0: a it's a first love story. Yeah, it's not a true love or a you know. Yeah.
1: Also, second tattoo reference is they start making out in the back of this uh, guy <laughs> who's gonna give them a ride to Hitchhikeville from Stock. <laughs> he wasn't gonna take them all the way to Stockholm. What was the? It was like Haskellhof. It was It was David Hasselhoff <laughs> town. He was gonna take them to. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then Foreigner, I Want to Know What Love Is, starts I playing know what love is. when his car wouldn't start or turn over because obviously the electrics were working because I want to know what Swedish love was playing. car. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, the engine wouldn't turn over. Yeah. So he's out front and then he comes back and they're making out and he's like, what are you doing? Get out of my car, which I think is the first time a guy has ever <laughs> said that when two girls are making out in the backseat of his car. <laughs> Yeah. He was a psycho killer, anyways, so it's good they got out of the car. Yes. When in doubt, make out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my motto. <laughs>
0: what? Okay, so do you want to go through the plot now of the movie? I guess. Well, the beginning was a little confusing, but most beginnings of movies are.
1: Yeah, it was. We were thrown very quickly into the world.
0: Agnes already wants ellen at this point she's writing in her her computer diary ellen uh, we meet her and Jessica. how they're just like wild teenagers
1: throwing milk in each other's hair
0: yeah agnes uh, has a birthday she's 16 now and she's got a good family
1: yeah her family is very upbeat it's very contrasted between the two families
0: so pretty much agnes's parents want her to have a birthday party but agnes is like, no.
1: Well, because Agnes has no friends. Agnes has no friends. They've moved there two years ago or something? Well, there's some debate on that because she says it's two years and her dad says it's a year and a half. And I feel like we're splitting hairs there. Yeah. Like, we get it. It You moved there recently.
0: But she's got this super big crush on Ellen. She's drawing her name in class and her friend Victoria can see that. Yeah um there's so much angst you see like even like the first five minutes i'm just like so
1: much angst <laughs> i the first like i said uh oh we forgot that when aline when leaves her house motorcycle mumble mouth, is mumble mouth front. we meet and, him there and that's what i i put in that's exactly the sentence i wrote down was i was like motorcycle mumble mouth meter <laughs> i bet he can't say that i know i couldn't say that
0: uh oh, we hang out with him for a minute and he's cutting uh, Ellen's picture out of the yearbook.
1: Which I totally thought he was going to stick on one of his centerfolds, but he put it in his wallet. Yeah.
0: He doesn't spank to it right away, but...
1: Yeah, but that's going to come up later that he cut the photo out and put it in his wallet. Yeah.
0: We have that next scene where they're getting naked in the elevator.
1: Yeah. We talked
0: about that with the mom saying, oh, now you can't go out.
1: Yeah, and then we cut to... Um agnes and her mom's apparently cooking roast beef and it turns out that agnes is a vegetarian or as i said because she's also into girls a vegetarian a vegetarian i like the bad jokes guys <laughs> um
0: oh then just welcome to the cutaways podcast make all the <laughs> bad jokes you
1: want Woohoo! and then we cut back to uh Jessica and Alyn being upset but, that they can't go out. Well, could, did you also know that raves are out now? Oh, and so are the Spice Girls, apparently. What? Which, it's 1998, the Spice Girls were in. Yeah, what shitty magazine is this? It's like Teen Bop. No,
0: Spice but, Girls are not out. Yeah. Spice Girls are so in.
1: Yeah. Spice Girls are in. They're in now. They were in then. It doesn't... Viva uh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> and for always... I'll be waiting, everlasting, like the sun.
0: <laughs> Isn't it great how the Spice Girls have more uh, diplomatic experience than our current president?
1: It's true. <laughs> and they also are girl power. I mean, the Spice Girls are really excellent cultural ambassadors. They are. and like, We saw in Spice World, yep. the, the aliens. <laughs> the aliens. Oh my god, can I just tell you that Meatloaf's cameo in that is my favorite of all time cameos because he's like, they're riding around London and the UK on a Spice World bus because of course you are, Mm -hmm. which was the best bus ever. Yes. (laughs) It was bigger on the inside. It was so bigger on the inside. Uh, Meatloaf, so the toilet on the bus is clogged and Meatloaf is the bus driver and he says, look... I love those girls and I would do anything for them, but I won't do that. (laughs) Referring to Unclogging the Toilet and also his famous song. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. So get us back on track. So raves are out. Raves are out. Spice Girls are in.
0: But they're planning to sneak out because there is this party with Christian, Johan,
1: douchebags, whatever. Marcus. Yeah. Who is Christian, by the way? Because we mentioned him and we never saw him.
0: Oh, yeah. For a while, I thought marcus was christian yeah i was unclear as to who marcus was for a while as well yeah Yeah. whatever oh yeah the girls are trying to get high or stoned or something but they're just taking cough drops and whatever
1: (laughs) like herbal supplements yeah we
0: guess prescription and
1: coca-cola yeah but they have nice glass bottles of coca-cola yeah i was impressed
0: yeah ellen's just like i'm so bored i want anything i want drugs i want to fall in love I wanna run away and burn shit down. Yeah. Okay, then there's this naked locker room scene.
1: Also, yeah, what time of day is it? Because like half the people are home and like getting ready to go out to a party and the other half are like in a locker room. Maybe being they naked. got
0: sports at dark time.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't like like I the time my issue with this movie like time was a real like inconsistency, I felt like in it like well
0: that's also with independent films you don't get uh transition exteriors or any sort
1: of transition scenes wait are you gonna explain independent film to me
0: (laughs) oh my goodness not explaining it to you I'm (laughs) explaining it to the listener
1: (laughs) I'm just saying I'm
0: just saying like no I've I've made these movies (laughs) I know know what all the problems are
1: (laughs) I also know what all the problems are but I just felt like there were just Aside from the exterior shots and that, I felt like the time was wonky, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And I know that some of it's the filming and the schedules and stuff like that, but I just felt like they didn't entirely know what time it was in yeah. the film. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I and can definitely see that. Yeah. Okay. So is it Johan and Christian or Johan and Marcus in the locker room? It's Johan and Marcus. Okay.
1: But we thought he was Christian.
0: We thought he was Christian at the time. Yeah. Maybe he just changed his name to be cooler.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe he just changed his character. <laughs> he was like, I want to be Christian. No, I want to be Marcus. Marcus sounds like more of a douchebag. Yeah. Which, of course, means that all the girls love him because he's a douchebag. Oh, so this is where that picture cutout yeah. came into play is Marcus discovers that his friend Johan likes uh, Elin. Yeah. And instead of like being like, that's cool, dude. You should talk to her sometime. He calls up on his super cool mobile phone that's you know smaller and thinner than all the other boys.
0: Well, he phones. also is like, well, that girl has gotten it so many times. Everybody has done her.
1: Oh, yeah, like 70,000 times. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I'll call up Jessica and hook you guys up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll totally find out if she's going to the party tonight. Yeah. So there's some slut shaming. Jessica also does some slut shaming of her sister, even though Jessica is the one that at this point has actually had sex. Yeah. Which I'm kind of like,
0: maybe you should just do you, boo. She does not want to just do her. No. Ellen does not want Johan. She's like, no. Gross. But Jessica's like, no, she totally is good. (laughs) Like, they're just hooking. Whatever. Yeah. It's teenage stuff. Ellen was just like, well, why don't we just go to Agnes's party? You said Agnes had a party.
1: Well, she's- technically, I think Eyebrows Girl, who I don't think has a name, originally said she had a party because they were teasing her in the lunchroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you want to explain Eyebrows Girl?
1: <laughs> eyebrows Girl is that bitchy mean girl's friend. mm mm-hmm. um, And she has her eyebrows drawn on, and she's really mean to Agnes throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of just mean and she's like, she's an archetype. She's not a really well-developed character, but I did say, don't worry when the internet comes around, you'll have an insult to say, at least my eyebrows stay on when I take a shower.
0: (laughs) At Agnes's house, her mom prepared this whole food and stuff, but there's nobody there at the party.
1: And I just felt so bad for Agnes. Yeah. This part was the worst.
0: You're just like, "Ah!"
1: I just wanted to hug everybody in that room. Yeah. I was just like, it gets better.
0: Ding dong Victoria shows up,
1: oh Victoria! <laughs> I really wanted to like Victoria because I liked that there were what, like we included a girl in a wheelchair, like the cast was very diverse in yeah. that sense, like there are a lot of different types of people who feel like outsiders mm-hmm. or can feel like outsiders in a situation, and I thought, well, at least she has one friend, yeah. But this scene kinda goes awry. Do you wanna tell us how it goes awry? Well, Agnes totally drags Victoria and the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yes, girl, like even if your team in sync, do not come for my Backstreet Boys. Okay. Did I ever tell you I saw AJ McLean at the Dave and Busters in uh, at Howard Hughes once?
0: That does not surprise me. I think my sister has a similar story.
1: <laughs> I was I was a little tipsy and I looked behind me and I was like, oh my God, that's AJ McLean. He was such <laughs> a bad boy. <laughs> and I fangirled internally for like five minutes because, you know, we work yeah. in TV and so we're supposed to be cool about that yeah. kind of stuff. But... Inside, Dude. I was, like, jumping up and down. The
0: other night at the the bar, Renee was like, is it just me or does that guy look just like Howie from the Backstreet Boys? And I was like, excuse you, I think you mean he looks
1: like AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Which guy? I don't know. How did I miss that? <laughs> Major props to Renee, though, for, like, attempting. Yes. So Victoria got ran through the mud for her Ugh. selection of a Robin perfume.
0: Yeah robin tie in there
1: yeah spoiler alert that's gonna come back later at the end um or the beginning of
0: us the beginning of it yeah yeah she gives her robin perfume and
1: and honestly like agnes was kind of a bitch in that moment yeah and it's clearly you know obviously it's teenager stuff and they're not adults where they're gonna later just be like i'm really sorry i was really upset Mm -hmm. and i took it out on you and I didn't mean to do that, but it, it it's really sad because they have to help Victoria into the house because she's in a wheelchair. Yeah. So then after Agnes kind of like runs away, she's like, I'd like to leave now. <laughs> and you're just oh. like, at that moment, I was really, really feeling awful for Victoria. Yeah. On like so many levels and also awful for Agnes because... She's ha- her parents forced her to have this birthday party because they want her to feel accepted and included mm-hmm. and nobody shows up. Yeah. And so she feels like even more of an outsider.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of feels.
1: There are feels.
0: So many feels. <laughs> so Agnes cries, but then Yaska and Aline show up and they just want to get drunk.
1: Like we get it, your rebellious teens. So there was a lot of rebellious teen drinking. And apparently, according to Wikipedia, you have to be 20 years old to drink anything that's above 3.5% alcohol from or buy it from a store. But you can go to a bar at 18. So they were, since one's 14 and one's 16, mm-hmm. they were way under drink, age drinking. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, but the drinking wine at home stuff in Europe is
1: fine. Yeah, no, I know it's fine, but, like, they're... But, the, but she left the bottle with them, which was not yeah, cool. Yeah, she, like, who, who didn't have a glass or two with, at home growing up, you know? But, like, yeah, she left a whole bottle with them in Agnes's room, which they promptly lock Agnes out because they just want to drink this person's wine and leave.
0: Yeah, but while they're in there, they are discussing, like, oh, hey, but did you know Agnes is total lesbian?
1: Yeah, and then, oh, oops, I totally found her lesbian writing about me. Yeah. And how she's in love with me on the computer. And then,
0: oops, I dare you to kiss her.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know it's, like, teenage stuff, and, like, we all do things as teenagers that we kind of, like, regret mm-hmm. doing, but we were all a bit psychopathic at that age. But I just felt so bad for Agnes, because she's having, like, the worst day ever on her birthday, and who hasn't been there? Yeah. Um, Oof. And now this girl that she's in love with is gonna kiss her on a dare for 20 krona cro- whatever their money is <laughs> they said it i can't remember 20 now. monies 20 monies <laughs> and i feel like at this point elin is kind of like oh she's already kind of like questioning if she her sexuality in a little bit yeah so she does it to be like oh yeah i'll do it on a dare but not really
0: Yeah, but I also feel like Alin, she's already having a self-destructive kind of night. Yeah. So she's like, I'll do anything.
1: No, I can see that. I just felt like she seemed more intrigued by the concept that Agnes was a lesbian. Yeah. Whereas Jessica felt like she was a little more disgusted by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which way not to be cool.
0: And later, like, yeah, Alin is just a lot more curious about it.
1: Yeah, she's like, she's more curious about it and a little more like... I think it's kind of the start of her questioning as a character. Yeah. What her sexuality is. So then they finally let Agnes into her own room, which was like a bitch move. Totally a bitch move. Ellen kind of cons her to come sit down on the bed. And she says, oh, I don't want Jessica to see but or hear, but Jessica's clearly outside the door. Yeah. And so they're sitting there and Ellen tells her she's pretty and then like totally carpet bombs her <sighs> and kisses her. And smears lipstick all over her face. And then runs out and is, like, mocking and laughing about it. And being yeah. like, give me my 20 bucks. And his mom comes in, like, two seconds later. <laughs> She's like, they left? They left? What's going on? I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Trying to, <laughs> like, cover, like, the m- lipstick off her face. Yeah. She did a pretty good job of getting rid of it pretty fast. Yeah. And so they're going to the other party where super awesome Marcus and Mumble Mouth are. Yeah.
0: Ellen starts to feel regrets. Bad.
1: Yeah. I think she kissed a girl and she liked it. And so she's kind of dealing with that self-discovery as well as anger that she kind of, she realizes she kind of hurt this person. Yeah. She's
0: like, that was a dick move.
1: Yeah. She's like, I suck at life. I'm sorry, guys.
0: Yeah. And then she gets super drunk.
1: gets super drunk on wine and johan's there in his (laughs) 90s abercrombie and fitch finest
0: oh yeah he did look like an abercrombie and fitch ad yeah
1: he's got the double hoop gold earrings he's got the nike cap and you know how like in the 90s everyone like crunched the front to like make it perfect
0: if he was american his name would be brent i think it would be guy no or chaz no those are two european blake Blake. I could do Blake.
1: Or uh, Hunter. I don't know. This part, the, the house party scene got a little dubious consent for me. Yeah. Because Marcus, charmer that he is, pretend wrestled. He did a lot of pretend wrestling. Are we sure we know what Marcus's <laughs> orientation is? <laughs> there was a lot of... I'm just saying.
0: There's some man on man. I don't know what feelings are. Let's just touch
1: it. Let's touch... <laughs> Marcus was a man's man <laughs> I think Teenagers Yeah teenagers what are you gonna do So he throws Johan Onto top of um Alin who's sitting on the couch Really really hard drinking that bottle of wine Which yeah. girl White wine is not a good thing to get drunk on Because it's sweet It can be sweet and has a high sugar And you're gonna throw up Spoiler alert She goes to the bathroom to throw up
0: Yeah johan comes in the door like she's in the bathroom
1: yeah and at first you think he's kind of being sweet although you're a little like apprehensive yeah because he did just come into the bathroom with a girl who is clearly drunk yeah and he ge- he like touches her hair and then he like gives her er, like a glass of water yeah and then she clearly wants to leave because he's like you're really pretty and she's like shut up you're drunk and yeah. he's like no yeah, you not the time bro yeah <laughs> so not the time bro i just ralphed all over the place yeah i don't care like if you're in the most committed relationship or at yeah. least for me if i've just thrown up i don't want my like significant other to tell me or hey you're pretty be like i'm not yeah. pretty i just threw up everywhere
0: yeah no this is like he's trying to ask her out and she's just like totally just,
1: like it's not the time not the time General rule, guys, (laughs) don't ask a girl out after she's just thrown up. Okay, Um, But then he's kind of blocking the door. And I don't think he means to be blocking the door. I think he's just unaware of his space. Yeah. Um, So then she threatens him with a toilet brush until he, like, lets her out. Yeah. And then she runs out and she can't find her coat. So she just leaves because, you know, Um, and she runs back to Agnes's house.
0: But Agnes, at this time, is committing suicide.
1: Poorly. Poorly. <laughs> She's very upset. So she goes to the bathroom and she finds her some Bic razors. Although they weren't actually Bic because they weren't pink, which is the only, like, delineation from Empire Records. Yeah, they
0: were disposable. But then uh,
1: Ellen shows up outside the window. Which, by the way, she should have just figured out the whole boombox say anything thing because i think that would have been better
0: yeah but she was drunk and without yeah. a
1: boombox or kickboxing the sword of the
0: future <laughs> ellen apologizes and says she really needs to pee no but when they're alone in agnes's room you know ellen says are you really a lesbian
1: because i'm gonna be one too i'm gonna be one too yeah guys are gross guys are gross which at that age yes they are yeah although i I'm going to admit something here. I sometimes go on Bumble and Tinder because, spoiler alert, guys, I'm single. I'm the single sidekick friend. So sometimes I think to myself once every six to 12 months, hey, you know what? I should try that online dating thing again that everyone's talking about. Guys at this age are gross, too. (laughs) It takes me about two weeks on any one of those sites to be like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to be single, guys. (laughs) For a really long time. Uh. Oh, call me. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. So Ellen says, let's go to that party. I'm not invited, says Agnes.
0: Yeah, it like, doesn't matter. Let's go. So they're walking.
1: Wait, you forgot. She said that. I don't care. We'll set the place on fire. We'll set the place on fire. Which is the best line of the whole movie. Fire. So they're walking yet again across the bridge.
0: Across the bridge. But at this point, they're talking about like, their dreams what they want to be leaving a mall agnes says to ellen after much questioning like no that was my first kiss the the, the whole yeah. us thing back there yeah
1: <laughs> yeah she's like and she's like that's not right and she says it's only because you're not in stockholm yeah when you're in stockholm you'll have lots of girlfriends so let's go to stockholm cuz that escalated quickly
0: yeah so <laughs> that's then, ellen that's ellen
1: <laughs> Alyn is very much a free spirit in the sense of she has she's mostly id yes I was about to say that <laughs> her she's name's all me. about that id she has no ego or super ego <laughs> well no she has a bit of an ego mm-hmm. she definitely thinks the world kind of revolves around her yeah but I think that's just general teenager
0: yeah but she's leading with that id
1: yeah that id is like strong with this one <laughs>
0: She is Alexander Hamilton.
1: Her super ego is gone on vacation. (laughs) But she wants to be either a model or psychologist. So she'll get that reference eventually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: they decide to hitchhike. They get in a car with the creepy guy. Well, they try. They have an agreement that if within the next five cars, someone stops. Yeah. They'll go to Stockholm. And then creepy guy shows up and is like, well, I'm going to Hasselhoff.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's what we decided.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty sure that's what yeah. it was called. It was Hasselhoff Town. He's really popular over there, Hasselhoffberg. Yes,
0: but yeah, his car won't start. They start smooching in the back, and I wanna know what, what love, love is. And he's like, "Get out of my car, lesbians! Lesbians in the back seat! What is this? No, no,
1: no! Get out of my car!" Which is good because they would have been murdered.
0: Yes. I was like, oh, God, this movie took a turn. This movie took, okay, didn't take a turn.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were very concerned for about the three minutes. Yeah. Because he, lo- he looked like a murderer. He looked like a murderer <laughs> and creepy and scary. And I would not have gotten in the car with him.
0: No. So Ellen and Agnes decide to part ways because it's getting late and cold. And Ellen's like, I will call you tomorrow.
1: <sighs> She's not going to call, is she? I mean, she tries. She tried once, and then she went and had a smoke with her sister.
0: Yeah. Oh, but first she's got, a, like, a little cuddle dream.
1: Oh, yeah. Which we didn't realize was a dream at first. Mm-hmm. And then it quickly became a dream. Yeah. And then her sister gives her shit about that.
0: Yeah. Fucking Jessica. Jessica's the worst. Worst.
1: There's a lot of worst people in this movie.
0: Because they're teenagers. Yeah.
1: Anyways, so, yeah, there's the dream sequence. Where Agnes is stroking Elaine's hair and they're like rubbing cheeks in the cafeteria.
0: Yeah. This movie just makes me hardcore want to watch, but I'm a cheerleader. Which we will be watching once we hit that year. Let's be in movies. Yay! So anyways, back to the plot. Back to the plot of this movie. Agnes does apologize to Victoria, but Victoria totally drags Agnes this time.
1: Oh yeah, she read Agnes. Yeah. I mean Agnes's read of Victoria was much better. Yeah. But she's like, I'm gonna tell everyone that you're a lesbian and that you like you're in love with a Lynn and you're dirty. Yeah. Was basically Victoria's read. Yeah. And she and pretty, then she, yeah, she went around being like, She molested me. Yeah. And I think in that scene I kinda got the feeling that maybe Agnes and Victoria had been in a relationship previously that we were unaware of a little mm, bit. Maybe. But not like a full-fledged thing, but like they probably... I don't know. It, she, or like maybe Victoria was kind of jealous. Yeah. That maybe she wanted... I don't know. I felt like there was some subtext there.
0: Ellen does try to call Agnes, but Jessica interrupts. But then like there's this big fight. There's a couple of
1: missed calls between yeah, them. Oh, my
0: God. It's so sad. Like, girl. Agnes's voice. Hello? Yeah. Her
1: Hello. Hello? It was so sad. Hello? And I'm like, ah! Girl! <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Oh, and then there's a huge fight of with uh, Jessica and Alin. Like, yep. The knockout drag out because during this whole, like, phone call back and forth thing. Yeah. Because Jessica thinks suddenly that Alin um, is dating Marcus cuz Marcus is a catch guys.
0: Jessica's the worst.
1: Jessica sucks. She and Marcus deserve each other.
0: Yeah. They really do.
1: Yeah, they're made for each other.
0: Ellen with her mom, Ellen's like,
1: "Mom, I'm a lesbian." JK. <laughs> <laughs> her mom doesn't really even get a chance to actually react. Her like her eyes perk up a little bit cuz we're seeing this in like her mom mostly in profile. Mm-hmm. And I think she's about to say something and then Jessica or not Jessica. Jessica's the worst. Um, She's making me angry. Ellen is like quickly takes it back with the whole JK because I think she was afraid of what her mom was going to say. Yeah, definitely. But I really kind of wanted to see what her mom was going to say because she didn't, her reaction didn't seem like it was going to be a negative one necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like her mom was going to like, I mean, I think she may have been a little shocked at first because... Elin's room is very dude centric. Yeah, but I don't. Know. But Elin and Jessica share a room. Yes, they do. But like even on Elin's side, yeah, over her bed, yeah, lots of dudes. Lots of dudes.
0: Who did you have over your bed as a teenager? <laughs> Oof,
1: um, I had I had the Backstreet Boys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had a couple in sync, but I was never that in sync. I had uh, Angel and Spike from Buffy and Mm. Angel oh I also had a really big thing for The Who wow and David Bowie
0: wow girlfriend girl the first poster above my bed would be Jonathan Taylor Thomas
1: (laughs) oh I forgot about JTT (laughs) I had him too
0: and that's when I was really into the X-Files, too. So I had tons of X-Files oh, posters.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I had a thing from the All-American Boy for, like, the briefest of seconds. Yeah. And then I went for the band guy, lead guitarist, lead singer. Billy Joe Armstrong. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, back to Show Me Love.
0: Show me love. <laughs> Show me love. I'm going to have that song stuck in my head for like a week now. JK. Oh, Agnes masturbates.
1: And it was anticlimactic.
0: <laughs> They're not going to show anything of
1: a 16-year-old girl. But the film was also not rated. Because it's
0: only because it doesn't have to exist in our American standards of sure. the MPAA.
1: But I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying. It, it was not. And that. I'm just saying, you go, girl. Yeah, you go, girl. But I'm just saying, as far as masturbation scenes, it yeah. was a little lacking, yeah. In my opinion. Okay. I'm pro love, of love, <laughs> whatever kind of love you do, girl, you do. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, masturbation scene over because the scene was a lot shorter than what we just <laughs> talked about.
0: Jessica gets Ellen to go out with you know mumble mouth, mumble mouth. Jessica gets them paired together and then they start making out because Ellen is starting to really feel guilty or she's got to hide these feelings that she's developing for Agnes. And she's already made up this backstory that she was really talking about Johan. So she starts to develop this relationship with Johan to just to cover
1: things up. Yeah, I think she was just conflicted about her feelings because she grew up in a heteronormative culture. Yeah. And so she's now, she doesn't know how to process, because it's 1998, guys. Guys. It's not today where there's the internet. I mean, there was the internet, but there wasn't like, there wasn't as much accessibility, I feel like. Yeah. To know that you're not alone.
0: No, yeah, she's got, she just hangs around these ladies. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the story of the world she knows.
1: Um, So she started dating him. And then they're having this park scene argument situation where Jessica is clearly over her relationship with Marcus, but she doesn't know how to end it because she likes the status it provides, I guess. Yeah. Obviously, Elin's not entirely in love with Johan, but she's using him. She's angry towards him. And they're kind of talking about like school and like majors and stuff like programs that they're in. And she says she wants to be a psychologist and everyone rags on her for that.
0: Yeah. They say she's not smart enough.
1: Yeah. They say, well, you can be a mechanic like Marcus because Marcus is in the mechanic program because she has a C. It, it was a very dynamic scene. I don't know. It didn't really further plot in my opinion. I think it just kind of showed the inner dynamics and in how as teenagers, they're trying to grasp for more adult relationships
0: well, I also think it's, like, a, you know, forward motion of Ellen being, like, she should really drop these friends.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it shows that as well, I think. I thought it was more, not necessarily entirely forward motion. It do, I felt like it was more there to show the progression of her relationship. And how, at the beginning of the film, she talks about how she doesn't want a typical life. Where mm-hmm. she's with some guy she doesn't really care about. And they have kids, and then he leaves her. Which is basically we presume what happened to her moms that she fell in love and she got a job and uh, her husband left her for a younger woman. And so I think in that sense, it wasn't really plot driven. It was more character motivation
0: Mm -hmm. driven. Yeah. Well, during these scenes, Agnes is getting depressed again. Ellen is not taking her calls. Ellen is ignoring her at school. Oh, and then she slaps her. Did She she slap her at this time?
1: Probably. I think it was right in the sequence.
0: Yeah. And like she angry thrashes her room. Oh, yeah. The angry
1: room trash scene. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of angst in this section. Like Alin's very angsty because she's in a relationship she doesn't really want to be in a relationship with and dealing with her feelings. And then Johan. Johan is just doing whatever.
0: <laughs> well, they they do the do. They have the sex.
1: Yeah. They have the sex. And he was surprised that she was a virgin. Yeah. Because um, that's
0: not what Marcus said.
1: Yeah. And obviously, you should always find out about women from other men. Yeah. Alyn and Jessica, who we've established is the worst. Yeah. Has a conversation at the hockey, the hockey practice. Yeah.
0: And then the girls talk about how the guys uh, don't last very long. <laughs> Failed to please them? Yeah. And how... They're it, like, it was good at the beginning,
1: but then he stopped.
0: Yeah, like halfway through. Yeah, I wasn't quite done yeah.
1: there. Or... <laughs> and I told him it hurt to make him feel better. Yep, yep. <laughs> so maybe they weren't talking about their cell phones. Yikes! But Marcus is getting better, so we're it's all really better. proud of him.
0: Yeah, yeah, Marcus, golf claps. <laughs> Agnes gets harassed at school.
1: No, well, she gets harassed a bunch of times at school. Yeah. But so this time, the guys put a picture of a chick naked yeah on her locker and then they sat there while she went and got her books and asked her questions about it like did she like her boobs did she like her pussy and that's when Victoria says to them uh Agnes felt her up and everyone's like go away Victoria nobody likes you
0: yeah which I'm like I'm on nobody's side here but ah. <laughs> I'm like you all suck yeah and then this is when the little brother asks the mom about what a lesbian is
1: and she gave the best answer ever.
0: Yeah, and that Agnes is a lesbian, and mom reads her diary.
1: And then her mom apologizes for reading her diary, but yeah. says she was just concerned about her daughter, which I'm sure in hindsight, Agnes was like, that, you know, I understand why she did that, but at the time, Agnes was not feeling that.
0: No. Agnes, your parents are the best.
1: Yeah, a fictional person, your parents are awesome. <laughs>
0: Your fictional parents are the fictional
1: best. We fictionally like your parents. Yeah. I
0: hope they <laughs> fictionally adopt us. Yes. So, Ellen is living her unsatisfied life, hanging out on the couch with the, the peeps.
1: Oh, playing lottery, which I really have a lot of questions about how the Swedish lottery is played, so if anyone could let me know, that'd be great. Leave it in the comments, Swedes. <laughs> or follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Marcus is
0: the worst and boys are idiots.
1: Oh yeah, this is my favorite scene Um, because, she, oh, she gets upset and turns off the TV and walks away and goes outside for a minute, Alinda's, and then she comes back in and they're still playing the lottery. Marcus is also showing them how you use a mobile phone.
0: Yeah, because girls don't know things like that.
1: Yeah, and it's not interesting for girls, but girls know lots of things that guys don't know, like makeup. Makeup and shopping. And clothes and magazines yeah to which ellen basically tells him he's a prick yeah and then she asks johan my favorite mumble mouth do you think like marcus the only thing girls are good at is makeup and shopping and cooking and cleaning and making babies and mumble mouth is like uh i don't i don't know Uh, 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 uh." and she's like well come on what what do you think and he's like I haven't had an opinion ever. Yeah. (laughs) So this is really hard for me. And so then she storms off into her room because they're at her house. This is my favorite part in the whole movie. (laughs) Well, second favorite part in the whole movie. She calls Marcus's mobile phone from her landline because they still had landlines then. And asks to talk to Johan and she breaks up with Johan on his friend's phone from the other room and tells him to go home now. Yes. And it was so great. I was like, it was so TLC, no scrubs. Yeah, it was perfect. (laughs) It was great. Jessica tells Alin that Johan was too good for her anyway and that she's such a bitch for breaking up with him. What?
0: What? What? Jessica, shut up. (laughs)
1: jessica is secretly in love with johan not so secretly (laughs) she she wants johan bad yeah fucking amal
0: yeah fucking amal amal is the name of the town that they live in and that's the swedish title of the (laughs) film that's what that means but later ellen calls up johan and it's just like hey i'm sorry about all that but you see i'm in love with someone else
1: which I think is, was nice of her to be like, look, I'm really sorry I was, a, I did this in this way, but it, it's not you, it's me.
0: Yeah, our whole relationship was shitty because it was not
1: real. Yeah, but I feel like Johan didn't take that with the proper sentiment of, you know, I really did no. this thing to you. He thought, oh, there's a chance for us to get back together. And he
0: got really upset. Yeah,
1: and like, like drove the his whole motorcycle. rest of the
0: movie, I'm like, Johan's gonna kill himself. Oh yeah.
1: The scene on the park bench afterwards where he's, he's just, just crying. crying. I was like, he's gonna like go drive his motorcycle off a cliff. Yeah. Lots of Johan feels. Yeah. Too much. Johan suddenly had feels it was weird. Yeah.
0: There's a little montage of them thinking about each other, oh, Ellen yeah. and Agnes. Love a good montage. Montage, I'm thinking about you. You're thinking about me. We're having a montage. Woohoo!
1: <laughs> but Ellen goes to Agnes. Again, I, I wrote in my notes, they need to watch Say Anything. Yes. Because <laughs> Ellen goes to Agnes and is throwing rocks at her window again for the second time. And she throws a rock too hard and it busts the window. So she runs away. She runs away. Instead of just owning up to it and being like, I'm really sorry I broke your window. I just really wanted to talk to you. And I apparently don't have a boombox or Peter Gabriel. Yeah. So she runs away. And they're back at school, which has no teachers or parents or adults.
0: Yeah. This is the final, the, the climax, the rising. Here it comes. Ellen takes Agnes into the bathroom to talk to her, to apologize.
1: Yeah. To apologize for breaking her window and kind of tell her that
0: yeah it's the whole like well I heard what's-her-face say that you're in love with me and I think I feel that way too so if you are in love with me I'm
1: in love with you you. and she's like I am in love with you and they're kind of like figuring it out and Apparently, Eyebrow Girl, Mm -hmm. who still doesn't have a name as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) is like banging on the door because she wants to use the toilet because it's apparently a single stall situation. Yeah. Olien comes out and she's like, this toilet's broken. Broken. Go use another one because there are other toilets in the world. Leave me alone. And she's like, who are you in there with? She's like, no one. This toilet won't flush. Because she's really bad at flushing, we've learned from the earlier scene.
0: Yeah. It's the whole thing with um Ellen's reputation that anytime she's just trying to be like, leave me alone, everybody's like,
1: you're fucking a guy. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah, because she's got this reputation of kind of being with a lot of dudes. Even though it's not true. true. Long story short. A big crowd gathers. With no teachers, including uh, Victoria, who's there too and
0: johan and
1: johan wants to talk to her and then um someone says she's in there with a dude dude and he runs outside to his moped with all the other bikes that are there and Jessica comes out and tells him you're too good for her anyways it's all gonna be okay and gives him a hug and then i assume they ride off on his moped Yeah, the sunset because we don't see them again. But the crowd is amassing around the bathroom and Alin's back inside and she's like trying to come up with all these things because she literally just came out to the girl that she likes. Now she's facing. Do I come out to everyone else? Do I stay in here until eventually maybe class resumes? Yeah. Like she's trying to come up with all these solutions. And Agnes is like, why don't we just come out?
0: Yeah. Why don't we just walk out there?
1: Yeah. So they struggle with that back and forth for a little bit, and everyone's like, banging on the door, you have to come out, you have to come out, which is a bit on the nose. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, it's a bit on the nose. But finally, Ellen says, let's do it! Yay! Yeah. So they come out and deliver the best line ever. This is my girlfriend. Please move, we're going to go fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then they walk triumphantly out of the school. And this is my favorite scene because I felt like the movie should have ended here. Yeah. And I just like that, like, Alin has finally stuck up for herself. Agnes has finally stuck up for herself. They both are like, screw all you little people and what you think. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. I'm going to live my life. Yeah. And you should probably get one. But that's not how the movie ends. They have some chocolate milk and talk about it. The end! (laughs) (laughs) Which is totally not necessary. We're like, what? There's a whole, like, two-minute scene about them talking about how to make chocolate milk. It's
0: supposed to be like, see, look, they do have a life after this, like, walking out thing.
1: Yeah, but I felt like the walking out thing was equivalent to the graduate on the bus where they're just staring at each other at the end. And so I felt like the walking out was kind of like this, like, great end visual moment yeah and then the chocolate milk scene is just kind of like it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't it doesn't do anything it's good yeah it was good it was better than i thought it was gonna be
0: i agree with that but it was a little not as good as i wanted it to be
1: yeah well you had had it hyped up a lot for you hadn't you Yeah, yeah 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 so I came into it with like having no other than what you told me about it and mm-hmm. the description I very poorly read at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. I mean, it's an independent film, so it suffers from some of the independent film issues yep. that you run into.
0: Yeah. We had that same thing with Chasing Amy. Yeah. So do you have any other remaining thoughts or trivia before we rate the movie? I did have some trivia. You
1: want to lay some trivia on us? I'm going to lay some trivia on you. So I was on the Wikipedia's, mm-hmm. and apparently the town of Amal, because it's a real place, was not very happy during the making of this movie because they felt that this movie would portray them in a bad light and undermine their economic center with the extra E at the end because it's Europe. European. <laughs> so they tried to pressure the studio that was helping them and was also uh, partially. The studio was partially funded by uh, municipalities in Sweden. Um, including a mall, mm-hmm. which I'm not really sure how they're, f- that, that's according to Wikipedia. I don't have any more information on how their funding works. But the studio and the filmmakers, much to their credit, because this was the director's directorial debut, said, bitch, please, and went ahead with the title of the movie and mm-hmm. kept on all the references to that town and said the town's name. And so the town kind of finally got on board with it and in the early 2000s tried to make kind of a uh, lemonade out of lemons Mm. and started holding a pop music festival called Fucking a Mall Festival, Nice, which we should go to if it still exists. Yeah. Dude, the soundtrack
0: to this movie was A+.
1: Yeah, it was a really good soundtrack. I I liked it. And not just the two pop songs that we knew, but...
0: No, just a lot of the angsty,
1: grungy, like... It was, like, generic but familiar. Yeah. Good music choices. Good music choices.
0: Well, at this point in the podcast, Ashley and I like to play a little game. And the game we've chosen for today is hashtag accurate, which involves coming up with a more accurate description of the movie than DVD.com has supplied us with. Okay.
1: I think you should go first as a setting an example for me. Okay.
0: In a world... <sighs> where your life is 99% angst, sometimes you just gotta tell your shitty friends to fuck off and become a lesbian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's hashtag accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes, despite as angsty as you feel, the world is bigger than what you know, and you should just be yourself despite the small people around you. Ooh, that's real good. That's, like, really gets at the heart of the theme yeah there's more the theme than a the description but oh, i, like I it. felt like the movie's basically you do you yeah you do you the movie <laughs> the movie <laughs> have i got a picture for you are you ready to rate this movie i am ready to rate this movie what you got i've got two and three quarters elevator mirrors wow
0: that's pretty low i think i oh, not pretty low
1: I'm a hard judge. You're a hard judge? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to give this movie three and a half ugly platform sneakers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. They were really ugly, guys. They were really ugly.
0: Uh, Next week, we are watching 1998's Can't Hardly Wait. Have you ever seen this movie? Ooh,
1: I've seen this movie like a long time ago. I've never seen it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I literally can't remember anything about it, (laughs) so it's like I've never seen it. Nice. So, you're in for a treat,
0: maybe? I think so. I think there's good things about it. Okay. Well, those of us... Those of us? Those out there listening that like this podcast and want to support us even more because you like us so much, please consider becoming a patron at
1: Patreon. I know what Patreon is. Yeah? Yeah. It's... um. Because I did that cosplay show, and they use Patreon to sponsor like people and podcasts that you like, and you get like extra things every month, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. And you should do it because all the cool kids are doing it.
0: That's right. Just go to Patreon.com/slash Cutaways Podcast. Our website is thecutaways.com, and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcasts, and you can get our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm going to say podcast one more time. Mm-hmm. Leave us some love. Comment, rate us, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. What should they uh, leave in the, in the iTunes review this week? uh
1: kara is great but not as great as ashley yeah
0: leave that in the itunes review this (laughs) week and thank you very much
1: (laughs) well thanks kara
0: kara do you have any uh thing you want to sell or shout out or anything um where can people find you if you want to be found
1: You can find me on Twitter at Colors Renew because I was a rent kid. (laughs) Um, We made it through an entire podcast without me uh, making a rent reference, which is really, really impossible. I made a rent reference. You know, just measure your life in love, guys. If you need a girlfriend or you need an editor, you can DM me. (laughs) I'll try to respond. Well, thanks for joining me.
0: Kara, you've been mucho wonderful as a co-host.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I was really excited, and hopefully I can come back when Ashley's here. That would be great. Alright, thanks everybody
0: for joining the Slumber Party. Bye! Bye!